Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Black and Healing, and this is your host, Wen. Today, we will be talking about general depression, the healing process, and how it is hard for Black parents to believe in therapy and friendships, and why is confidence necessary and how it is stripped away from us. Why is it important to heal when you're when you've been through trauma? Is it necessary to be mean to your friends because you aren't used to affection? How can confidence improve how I see life? How can a journal help me become the best version of myself? Also, excuse the music. Um, someone recommended it last episode. They were like, I feel like you should play some soft background music while you're talking. So I'm like, I'm going to do that. Okay, so let's get into depression and how I feel. I feel like everyone within the world has been through depression. You can't lie to me and be like, oh yeah, only a small amount has been through depression. Even rich people have been through depression because depression is not about like you can have everything in your life. You can literally have literally everything and still feel some sort of depression because I feel like materialistic things aren't enough to keep you happy. If you get what I'm saying, you get what I'm going with this. But depression and how also black parents don't believe in depression and not just black parents, a lot of communities don't believe in depression they don't believe in mental health itself okay they don't believe in anxiety and a lot of this um don't believe in disorders autisms adhds and stuff like that and i'm speaking this from experience from experience because i know i have adhd i'm also diagnosed with autism and i have to mask a lot i you and i still do but i used to mask a lot when i was a little kid where i'm I would go like into like a friendship where of uh, sorry where I would just go into like a stage where my autism would be acting up and literally I I would get whipped <laughs> not whipped but I would get disciplined you know uh and it's like mm. and now and it wasn't until like I was in my teenage years where I went in therapy was hard to convince my parents really hard well it was hard for my stepmom to convince my parents it was hard and when i went to therapy um a psychiatrist and stuff like that where they were like oh yeah you know like they have adhd and they're also autistic and it wasn't until then where a doctor had to tell them and was like oh yeah you know what you may see them acting this way and this way and mom was like no They've never acted like that. I mean, like, yeah, when they were a little kid. And I'm just like, maybe the reason why I don't act like this is because, well, you used to beat me a lot. Like, you know, like I used to, I used to get my ass beat because I would act like that. And you would like literally just be like, oh yeah, you're acting crazy. You want to be funny. I'm like, I, I it, it was out of my control. I'm sorry. I wasn't acting crazy. It was out of my control. I, I couldn't control it. But now I can. Well, not really. Sometimes it is hard to mask myself in certain public spaces. Sometimes I'll, like, just simply just go along with the ride for real. Like, sometimes I'll just start acting crazy and people will just be like, what the fuck is going on? Especially where, especially to people who already know that I'd be masking a lot, where they're not used to me not masking, well, not uh, masking. So when I'm not masking around certain people, it'll get to a point where they just look at me and be like, yo, what the fuck, bro? This motherfucker a little weird right now, you know? <laughs> Sorry. 
um i also i feel like a lot of black people can relate to this one the whole masking within like your disorders because it is common in society to believe that white people or yeah white people are the only ones that are you know able to have like mental disorders mental um unhealthy things but they don't believe that black people have them they'll be like oh yeah they're just crazy because there's this whole entire stereotype of black people just being ghetto or whatever that's fucking crazy to me how y'all be thinking like that also why is it why do black parents not acknowledge therapy that's a very a question that i've always asked myself even like within my i asked my dad that and i was like why like i mean my dad acknowledged therapy now because he met my stepmom and um you know she's she's a therapist and it took a lot of work to get my dad to like become a better person and understand that trauma exists and that trauma needs to be healed from also um with my mom also it took her a lot of work to believe that and to understand that but she is learning and they're all learning which is a good thing you know we're all healing you know we're being healthy per okay but why do a lot of times black parents don't believe in therapy is because well as the generation grows and grows i feel like generation um what is a generation called now nah, for real what is a gener- generation z do we call, are we called generation z i hope we are well i don't know anyways but yeah our generation believes and like literally is moving barriers breaking walls breaking stereotypes breaking generational curses and we're changing the way we see things we're changing our views and everything but within like old times we we used to get like beat discipline you know a lot of black people used to get beat and disciplined by their actual by their own parents because it was a whole like you um i'm sorry i'm forgetting the words that i'm saying the adhd is acting up my bad but (laughs) but yeah a lot of times where they used to get beat for anything they would do and i feel like that is um that comes from from slavery the whole beating your kid thing that comes from slavery and it's i read it in an article somewhere it actually does come from slavery because slaves used to get beat a lot a lot of black people used to get beat a lot and so therefore they would inflict it into their children you know the trauma passing on to trauma trauma passing on to trauma and also our black parents when they were growing up they would be told that they are provided with shelter they are provided with food so therefore that's all they need that's all they need so and i don't know if any of you knows about the stockholm um the stockholm syndrome but i also feel like that that plays a big role there where a lot um you know like when you fall in love with your abuser or your kidnapper but i'm not saying our parents fell in love with their abusers but i'm saying like the way they always used to like get beat and everything because i remember like my dad telling me like when he was a little kid literally that one time his mom like beat him like give him like 352 belt whipping i was like yo that is crazy i mean no wonder you're growing up and you're believing like yeah you know what um food and shelter like you get beat a lot like that you're going to have to start telling yourself like it's a survival tactic you're going to have to like 
tell yourself like, yeah, food and shelter is all I need and start walking the path that your parents want you to walk through because look at how much they be bidding y'all. So I feel like that also plays a big role because our parents, that they used to get that and their own parents were told that by their grandparents, their parents also, you know, it's like, it's a whole, it goes down a whole line where it's a repeating process where you're told that the only thing you are needed is food and shelter and you they don't acknowledge your mental health they only acknowledge your physical health sometimes they don't that's crazy but they only acknowledge your your physical health they don't acknowledge your mental health they don't believe that your mental health exists and that's a fucked up thing also friendships i know a lot of us went through that um and i'm talking about like a lot of Caribbean, Caribbean kids, I know y'all went through it, where when you, um, when school would start, the first thing your mother would tell you is, she's sending you to school for an education, not friends, not, not giddies, for an education, and, you know, it's literally how, um, Haitian people live, it's, grow up, you know, get traumatized, get disciplined, literally, like, beaten, like to death or whatever get the worst discipline ever go to school get an education graduate go to college get a job get married have children inflict that trauma that's the repetition that's like literally the pro the re- repetition process that's literally what they do like just get a you know get married have kids repeat that same trauma have kids repeat that same trauma have kids repeat that same trauma and i feel like me myself and my family i could definitely tell you this me and my cousins we're breaking that barrier we will not be doing that i mean i can definitely tell you if they're expecting grandkids from me they will not be having that one because anybody's gonna have kids here but depression and how depression be beating your asses be beating my ass and i'm gonna tell you guys um my experience with depression because i i wouldn't say i had like the worst experience ever than other people but i can definitely tell you my experience also matter as much as anybody else's experience with um depression um but yeah like i was saying before i think i mentioned it it wasn't until like i previously like literally i had to threaten to kill myself and literally just like literally to threaten to kill myself in order for my parents to be acknowledged or to acknowledge that my mental health existed and that I was suffering from depression and then my stepmom was like um do you want to go to therapy my first experience with therapy was horrible my therapist was she was horrible she definitely did not help me heal help me do anything and i feel like that made me more depressed because i was looking for help i needed help and my therapist the person who i'm paying you know the person who i'm paying to help me would not help me and saw a psychiatrist you know stuff like that well that one didn't work out either because she just gave me meds and then i had this other therapist and she was a black therapist very nice um she acknowledged my emotions a lot acknowledged my feelings i one of the reasons why i had a hard time with therapy and within my depression was 
whenever I would be at a point where my therapist would call out a habit or a trauma that I refuse to acknowledge as trauma, I would get pissed. I would be at a point where I would, I would get pissed because I would be like, oh, like, you know, I was so traumatized and I was trying to be funny back then. Like, I was a freshman, you know, in a sophomore, I was around my sophomore year. And a lot of times I would just be like, yo, she's trying to be funny. Like, why is she reading me like this, bro? This is not funny. And I would just like hang up on her. And I thank her a lot. Literally, I, every day, I text her and I just, I thank her so much for the patience that she had with me. Because I used to get angry a lot. I had a lot of anger issues back then. A lot of trauma. And I used to... I refused to acknowledge that I was as traumatized as she would make it seem that I was. Because I refused to acknowledge my trauma my trauma experiences. And when I finally got to a point where I could acknowledge it, which was this year, this summer actually, where I was working on myself... The more I acknowledged that this was a trauma, the more I acknowledged that this I wasn't supposed to go through that, the more I acknowledged that this was a bad time and I need to heal from it, the more I also acknowledge how other people came into my life because of that trauma. And I used to have like a lot of a lot of people in my life that didn't value me value me as much as I value them. Like they didn't really care about my opinions or care about my well-being the way I cared for them. And I had to learn that a hard way. I had to learn that a really hard way. But we we got through it, okay? We we healed. We did this. Although it wasn't easy to heal. The healing process itself is not how people make it seem to be like. It's not an easy thing. The whole like, oh yeah, you know what, I'm just gonna get up and do the work. That's really not easy. Let me, let me tell you guys, I have like a lot to say about my healing experience. This is going to be a really long episode, not really long though, but get ready. Because we're gonna talk about my healing experience and how Wen was literally getting her ass beat by depression. And also the healing process, the universe, God, you know? Um, when I had chosen to heal, when I had chosen to be like, when I was at that point where I was just like, I'm going to heal and I'm going to do the work. And I had made that decision with my therapist. Um, it wasn't a choice. I didn't make it a choice. Like I didn't was like, oh yeah, you know what? I'm going to heal. And you know, like I didn't actually make that decision with my therapist. It was more of a, I was forced to heal because during, um, 2022 summer, I, I was losing like a bunch of friends and I had realized a bunch of people that I thought as friends weren't really my friends. They were more like people who I used to hang out in school with or they were more like people who would use me for their benefits when they needed me and wouldn't really acknowledge me when I needed them. So around like two weeks into summer, I'm like, what the hell? I have nothing to do. I'm bored. I thought this was going to be a hot girl summer. I thought we we're going to have fun. But then I'm real. And then after like a long, deep thinking within like the whole weekend, I was just like, how can I have a good time when I'm so traumatized? I can't have a good time when I'm, I'm still not okay with being in a room full of men when I'm literally a sexual assault survivor. How am I... 
how can I be like, yeah, um, I'm going to have fun and everything, but I'm extremely traumatized, but I'm still going to have fun without acknowledging the fact that I'm extremely traumatized and never heal from that. And I was like, I'm going to heal from it. I'm going to do it. You know, I mean, I don't have a choice because it's either sit in this house and literally cry every day. I was at, I'm not going to, I was at a verge of killing myself. Within the first two weeks of summer, I promise you, I, I don't know how I got through it. I, I really don't, but I was at a point where I was ready to take that knife, slice my hand. I was going to, I was, I was ready to jump off. I was ready to give up. And then, um, within a talk with my therapist, I was just like, and then she was telling me, she was like, you know, I understand like it's hard right now, you know, but you can get through this. And I remember I had hung up the phone on her and I was like, I can't, I can't get through this. I can't like, I'm just ready to kill myself. I was really angry that day. I was like going through it. I was loaded with emotions. I was very angry. I was crying tears and everything. And then my brother had walked into my room and he was asking me like, he was like, Hey, can I have um this? And I looked at him and I was just like, I have a brother. And when I saw him, I was just like, oh, if I kill myself today, my brother is going to witness that. My brother's going to walk into my room and see me dead. And he's going to grow up and be like, oh, my sister killed themselves. So I'm an extremely traumatized now person now. And I'm like, but I don't want that to happen to my brother. I went through depression because my parents couldn't take care of me properly because my parents couldn't acknowledge my mental health properly. But I'm here. And if I choose to heal, I can help my brother not go through that. I can make sure that my brother grows up and grows up to be a better person, grows up to be an, you know, had like with better mental health than I did. Cause I know when I was growing up, I was just growing up with trauma. I was growing up trauma under trauma. Okay. Like I'm an earthquake survivor. I'm an essay survivor, like sexual assault. I'm an ex sexual assault survivor. For any of you who don't know what essay mean, um, it's not funny, but you know, I'm sorry for laughing. It's not funny, but yeah and also how one of the reasons why i chose to heal was because um there was this one time where i was joking about like my thing well i wasn't joking about it but i was kind of like trying to like make it seem funny and one of my friends was like that's not a funny thing to joke about you you've been extremely traumatized by literally you've been extremely traumatized your entire life and you're choosing to joke about it that's not a fucking funny thing and I think she was fed up with my shit. <laughs> she really was. She was fed up with my shit. She was just like, I'm so fucking tired of you literally just joking about yourself, talking about, oh, you're going to kill yourself when you actually are thinking about it. Why are you joking about your the fact that your mental health is bad? Why are you joking about that? When you know that you're struggling, instead of asking for help, you're simply choosing to resolve through being funny. When you could actually ask for help and people are here to help you. And I was like... That is true. I actually do have people that help me. I have people that care about me. And I could, I can get that help. I can just ask for help and heal. So, and also around that time, I was going through an eating disorder. I was going through an eating disorder. Because another one of my friends, not naming who, but another one of my friends had been, who wasn't really my friend, had been commenting about my weight like crazy 
commenting about my eating habits. And I had gone to... And I had always told myself that I would never get an eating disorder because my parents didn't raise me that way. Like, even though, like, you know, they didn't acknowledge my trauma, which is not okay. But my, um, I would always be like, my parents would always feed me, you know, so I don't think I could ever starve myself. Until summer had started and I wasn't eating. Like, I would spend one day, two days, three days without eating. Like, I would eat at around, like, 1 a.m. and the next day I would have a piece of bread and I would just struggle it with life I would like walk and stuff like that and it isn't until you're experiencing yourself you realize how horrible it is because I within my first week of my healing process I cried a lot I shed a lot of tears because I had to acknowledge the fact that I went through pain the fact that most of the things that happened to me weren't supposed to happen to me most of the things that happened to me wasn't my fault and i grew up thinking that because a grown man used me for my body without my consent that it was my fault that it was because of what i was wearing that it was because i allowed him to walk into my room i that it was because i trusted him but it really wasn't it's not it definitely was not my fault it's not my fault to the fact that i trusted you to the fact that i was expecting I wasn't expecting you to do this to the fact that you use me. I'm not saying use me, but you rate me without generally just, yeah. But trigger warning, you know, trigger warning, because I already said it the first time, but trigger warning again, guys. Um, But yeah, and it was where I was just like, I cannot be going and sorry. But, yeah, it wasn't, like, you know, like, a while. I was just there, like, I can't believe I was, I was, I had all these loads behind my back. And also with the eating disorder thing, it was a horrible thing. I used to cry so much. I would be so hungry. And I would starve myself. I would cry and just be like, I want to eat so bad. But if I do eat, I'm scared that someone is going to say the things that that person used to say to me i'm scared that somebody is going to be like oh yeah you know why are you always eating so much i didn't realize people paid attention that to the fact that i eat so much i didn't realize that it was a problem that i eat so much but now i'm realizing it's not my fault that i eat i mean i eat a lot because i eat a lot i'm an athlete i i need i need to replace energy okay and also i'm a person who goes to school i go through a lot of things I need to, I need energy. I need to eat in order to have energy. Um, when I was doing Unified Track last year, I used, I, like, when I would be coming home, I would be devouring my fridge. Like, the moment I would get home, like, my mom would already have, like, a plate of food. And also, that was the problem. That was the problem. I feel like that's where my mom realized. Also, that's where my mom realized what was going on. Because within like the first week of healing and I was trying to heal from my eating disorder, um, she had realized that when she would cook, she wouldn't see me in the kitchen. And my mom would like, my mom is a big cooker. She loves to cook. She loves to bake. She loves to do those things. And as much as I had my issues with my mother back then, whenever she would cook, I would always be the first one. Like the moment I smelled the food, she wouldn't even have to call me. I would be there my plate ready just ready to get food ready to just eat and those things wouldn't happen so then my mom was just like 
what what was going on i was just like nothing was going on i'm just i'm just not hungry lately and she's like oh that's such an interesting thing and she had talked to my dad about it and my dad had talked to my stepmom and it was you know i kind of like just was like no i'm 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 you know i'm okay and my my mom i thank my i thank god like literally my mom the more i heal and heal with my mother the more i'm realizing that she's actually a really good person but my mom had like went through like walmart and she brought a lot of things she brought like a bunch of different variety of foods and stuff like that and she put them in the fridge and you know and she would always just be like oh my god all these food in the fridge they're gonna go to waste if somebody doesn't eat them and i would just be like yo is this woman trying to manipulate me into eating right now like is she really just trying to gaslight me into eating she cannot be for real did i eat i did i did i did (laughs) and now when she would say that i would just like so now it's like okay now i have to heal from my eating disorder so i would get up in the morning force myself to wake up at around eight nine i would cook breakfast and after i'm done cooking breakfast my brother would sit there and he would just like he would eat the food that i would make and he would just sit there and wait for me and i was just like look at the food and i would just be like i don't know if i can eat this i i don't know like i don't want to like you know eat it and you know and my brother would just sit there at the table and he would not leave the table until i eat my food he would just sit there and he would wait until i'm done and it took me like around two days to realize that that was what that was what was going on that that he was waiting for me to finish for him to go around with his day and i started eating i i started eating and i told myself i have to eat because i was losing i lost pounds and i was eating i and then i was like i'm having problems with eating and one thing i could do and i had a spam so i was like you know what i'm gonna take pictures of the food that i eat every day and post it on my spam and just talk about how my day went and that's what i did i i did that i also got myself a journal and because i needed somewhere to put my thoughts i had a lot of intrusive thoughts i had a lot of i want to kill myself thoughts i had a lot of oh i don't want to eat thoughts i had a lot of i hate myself thoughts i had a lot of oh i hate how i am thoughts you know i had a lot of i feel like i'm not deserving of love thoughts and i brought a journal and i started writing down my thoughts every time i would have a bad thought sorry sorry i feel like i'm saying the word wrong i feel like i'm saying the word yeah but yeah i would have a lot of these thoughts and i would just i would write it i would just write it and i also would write them in poems i would create poems and i would write i would write i would write every day i would write and the within the first week i had already written like 10 pages because i would write a lot 
And I had told myself, every time you have a bad thought of yourself, every time you have something, a thought where you want to kill yourself, every time you think about anything bad of yourself, every time you think anything bad of your situation, write it down, write it down, write it down. And I would just, I would write it down. I would just write, 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 write. My fingers was hurting, but I was like, I'm not going to stop writing because I'm going to keep writing about it until I stop thinking about it. And then I started telling myself affirmations every day. And my life started improving. But then also what I realized when my life was improving, I realized a lot of things that was wrong with me and within the people that I circled myself around with. I I used to be unnecessarily mean for no reason. And the reason why I feel like I was unnecessarily mean was because... I'm not saying it excuse my behaviors, and I'm so sorry if I ever treated anybody wrong and you're listening to this, but I'm saying, like, I used to, like, I created this fake, mer- like, I wasn't mean, like, I wasn't naturally mean, like, I would just simply be mean for no reason, and it wasn't in me, like, I feel like I'm an actual nice person, and I had created this fake mean personality in order to pr- protect myself from being more traumatized than I already was, and... I had come to the conclusion that I don't need to be mean to people to protect myself from trauma. I don't need to be mean to people to protect myself from bad people. I can be myself and still have a good life and still be circled with people who have who support me, who love me. And I did have that and I was mean to those to certain of those people. And I was like, I, I have to change that. Why am I being mean to people who care about me, who want the best for me? Why am I not cooperating? Why am I not, you know, being better? And while we're talking about, like, those type of people who care about you, guys, please get to the point where you understand who cares about you and who don't. Because sometimes, I'm going to tell, I know I saw this the other day, but I'm going to tell you this. I'm not going to tell you sometimes some people come into your life to be a lesson or to be a blessing, but sometimes some people, they are your friends because they cannot be your enemy. They settle for being your friends because they generally can't be your enemy because they know when they see you, they're like, yo, she can fight. They can fight. He can fight. Or they're like, oh yeah, like he's pressure. He's this. He's that, you know? And they like, oh, you know what? I can't 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 hate on that motherfucker because he got a lot of he got a lot of people backing him up i can't fight him he would beat my ass i can't you know i why don't i just settle for being their friends and just take you know take advantage of what they have going on for themselves which is why a lot of times where when you have something going on for yourself and you go and you tell that friend and you wonder why it doesn't work out because you're telling someone who doesn't care you're telling somebody who wish who's wishing bad on you low-key you know what's going on with your life you're like oh yeah i have a boyfriend next thing you know you and your boyfriend break up why because well someone is jealous of you you know a lot of times it's because men are just fucking trash you know fucking piece of shit but other times it's because of that <laughs> but yeah no, no offense to men we love y'all not really but we love y'all. <laughs> but yeah. Also, um, one other thing that I had also that I still struggle with is boundaries. Not like respecting other people's boundaries, but 
respecting my own boundaries. I have like a problem with putting boundaries, like with giving boundaries. Like I'll I'll set a boundary. Like I'll set a boundary and be like, this is what happened, and I don't want people to cross that. I don't want somebody to cross that. And then when the per- the moment the person crosses it, I just let it go through. Um, it was especially like with um people mispronouncing me. A lot of times people would like be like, oh yeah, she 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 she, and I would just ignore it. I'm like, I refuse to do that now. And this week, that's actually my goal this week. Um. Removing people who don't respect my boundaries, who don't respect my pronouns, after they had already been told about it, after they've known about it for a while. Um, boundaries are very important in life. Boundaries, even though they're your friends, they're this, they're that, you need to be able to set boundaries. You need to be able to tell this person, hey, as much as you're my friend and I love you, you cannot be entering my private space the way you're entering it. As much as you're my friend and I love you, you can't touch this because I don't like, I don't, I'm not comfortable with you touching it. And your friend touches it and then you like, you let them, you leave, you let them touch it because most of the times we allow people to do things the, um, the way they do to us is because we are scared of losing that person we're scared of what if i lose this person and i don't have another person to replace them because we're scared of being lonely drop them literally just drop them literally literally like while you're listening to this right now just go on your freaking phone and you know somebody who's been crossing your boundaries you know somebody who doesn't respect your private space who makes you uncomfortable in certain situations just go and be like when says you can't be my friend anymore therefore i'm removing you from my life just say that just do that because why are you allowing people who don't respect your private space and also if they are your friends if they truly cared about you they would not be crossing your boundaries if they truly cared about you they would make sure that you are comfortable in every space when you are with them that you are okay okay yeah and it is also in one of the subjects the giving affection to your friends thing why are you being mean to your friend that is your friend why like i have a problem with people who like are mean to their friends like with people who are like oh yeah is my outfit ugly like say i'm like i'm asking my friend is my outfit ugly and then she goes bitch that shit looks disgusting why would you say that like, I appreciate honesty. I love honesty. I love when I ask somebody, like, a question and they tell me the honest truth. What I hate is you being mean about it. What I hate is you being disrespectful about it. I hate that. Because you're my friend. And I... Also, I hate the fact that people generalize um, affection and love and relationships and romantic relationships. But they don't um, normalize it in friendships normalize hugging your friends i know it's monkeypox and covid vaccine and stuff and covid and stuff like that but come on bro if they don't got that monkeypox and that covid normalize hugging your friends normalize giving your friends love normalize texting your friends good morning how are you what is going on what are you doing you know normalize asking checking on me like yo how are you you know like what's going on you know are you okay are you feeling okay normalize doing that also normalize asking your friends if they ate because a lot of times some of y'all are not actual true friends i don't mean as in like some of y'all are fake some of y'all think that just because i shared my trauma with you just because i like you know i listened to you about your trauma dump then you're my friend stop let's not do that friendships is not based on trauma friendships are not made by talking about trauma 
You have to want to be friends with the person in order for you to be friends with them. Like, a lot of y'all will start being friends with people by talking about some some bad motherfucking shit that happened to y'all. Let's not do that. Why are you being friends with somebody? Like, you'll you'll be like, oh, yeah, bro, this motherfucker cheated on me. And you'll be like, oh, my God. And then, you know, the conversation goes from there. And then next thing you know, like, throughout the entire, like, week, y'all start talking and everything. And it's like, oh, yeah, she's my friend. But do you know what's going on in your friend's life, though? Have you asked your friend if they ate today? Have you asked your friend how they're doing today? Normalize asking your friends how are you every day. Normalize asking your friends how they're doing, if they're okay. Normalize asking them if they had a good day or not. Because you, a lot of y'all want relationships. Y'all want romantic relationships. But y'all don't know how to be affectionate with your friends. And your friends should not, I'm not saying like they should matter more than your partner. But you need to put your friends kind of on the same level as you're putting your partner. Because they're your friends. Especially if they've been here before your partner, that motherfucker should matter more. Especially if they've been here for you since, like, the beginning. You, well, there are certain times, let's let's not say that. Because there are certain times, even if they've been here since the beginning, they be doing some fucked up shit to people. But normalize being affectionate with your friends i don't mean as in like the romantic affectionate but i mean as in affection as in just generally affectionate with your people like stop being mean to people for no fucking reason normalize just simply a single how are you a single hello a single good morning normalize this because a lot of times a lot of us grow up in trauma a lot of us doesn't didn't grow up in affection and you guys believe that it is okay to simply inflict that in every community just simply being mean to everybody because your parents were mean to you we don't do that we are better than this we are healing you know we're black and we're healing let's do that also um sometimes I know a lot of people go with that and I also struggle with it a lot of times where I used to always like want to be validated I was like I would be funny you know I was a funny person and I love when people would be like yeah when's funny when's this and you know I wanted to be liked by everybody I wanted to be popular that was like middle school though I'm not gonna lie to you that was like middle school middle school I really but yeah I wanted to be I wanted to be the one everybody liked you know and I'm remembering um last week where I was talking to um my best friend and I was telling her like oh yeah like I'm scared of people not liking my podcast I'm scared of people not you know seeing it the way I see it and she had told me you know that if everyone likes you, then you are doing something wrong. She told me that somebody else had told her that if everyone likes you, then you are doing something wrong. Because life is life. And throughout life, you will be at a point where some people will not like you. Some people will hate on you for no reason. But at the same time that they're hating on you for no reason, it's not your job to care about their opinions. It's not your, like, you know what, yes, if somebody's like, yeah, you're being mean to me, yeah, you you should be caring about that, because why are you being mean to that person? If they feel like they're being mean to them, then, you know, be, talk, communicate. But also, 
Other times, it is not your job to care that this person is saying you're a hoe. It is not your job to care that this person is saying you're a trashy bitch. It's not your, it's not your, it's, it should not be your job to be caring about that. Your job is to make sure that you know that you are an amazing person and that you treat people well. And if you know who you are, then why are you letting other people tell you who you are? You know what the fuck you do? You know what the fuck you are? Why are you letting other people tell you that? Why do you care about rumors? Just let people, yeah, you know what, people are going to trample over your name. But when you surround yourself with a amazing support system, whatever the fuck other people say about you, your support system will always come to you first and ask you if it's true. And when you tell them that it's not true, then your support system will know that it's not true. And they will be like, yeah, you're lying on when, so therefore, we're just going to ignore you and we're just going to keep being friends with when stop caring of other people's opinions of you your opinions of yourself matter more you stop telling stop being like oh yeah she says i'm ugly therefore i'm ugly what the fuck you're not ugly you're beautiful you're a gorgeous amazing person and handsome if you're a man you know you're strong but yeah and some you know Let's stop validating, stop allowing people to tell us our opinions, to tell us who we are. You, other people shouldn't be telling you who you are. It is you. You should be able to tell who yourself who you are. It's your opinion. Your feelings matter more than other people's feelings. And I'm always say this. Call me selfish, but I feel like I come first before everybody else. To me, my opinion matter more than everybody else. If you said you want to go somewhere, and I'm like, you said you really want to go somewhere, but I don't want to go there, I'm not going there. Because my feelings matter more than your feelings. You're my friend, yes, and I love you. But then again, I have to choose myself first before I choose you. I have to make sure that I'm okay in order to make sure that you're okay. So I can't be out here making sure that, you know, putting my friends first, making sure that all my friends are okay, putting my brother first, making sure that everybody's okay, when I'm not okay. Why am I doing that? Why are you doing that? I know a lot of y'all do it. I know a lot. Don't lie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know a lot of y'all be doing that. Y'all be caring for other, for other people when you don't even give a fuck about yourself. Like, you'll be like, yeah, as long as you're happy, I'm happy. What the fuck do you mean by that? What do you mean as long as you're happy, I'm happy? No, it's not how it works. It's I'm happy, you're happy, we're both happy. I'm happy, you're not happy. Okay, let's try to make you happy. But if I'm happy, you're sad, and you try to make me sad by the fact that you're sad, then you're getting cut off. Because feel your feelings, you should matter more about to yourself than anybody else. You cannot be making sure that other people are okay if you're not okay. You can't be making sure that everybody's strong if you ain't strong. Come on. You know, um, there's this saying in Haiti where they be like, um... I'm translating it in English. It's before you look at the words that is in someone else's eyes, look at the word that is in your eyes. And it's practically saying before you judge somebody or before you make sure, you know, before you're like looking out for someone else, make sure that you're okay. Before you judge someone else, you know. Before you out here being mean to other people, make sure that you ain't got worse shit going on. Because a lot of times, a lot of y'all be judging people, be judging what's going on in people's lives, but you're going through worse shit than them. 
be like, yeah, her outfit looks fucking ugly. But your outfits be looking ugly every fucking day. But your mental health is not good. Your hair is messed up every day. Which is not a problem. But seriously, you shouldn't be judging other people when you know you're going through worse. Don't do that. Personally, do I judge people? I judge people sometimes. Absolutely. Like, sometimes there's some fucked up shit that people will be doing. But you gotta be doing some fucked up shit to, you know, for me to judge you. Or do you? But, yeah. Stop judging other people. Stop caring for other people's business when your business isn't going well. Stop being out here looking out for other people when, you know, you ain't being okay. And within the journal talk, I feel like I didn't say what I was actually thinking. I have been thinking, it was been going in my head for a while and I was thinking about it. I'm just like, I don't think I told you guys about the journal thing and why it's important to keep a journal. The reason why it's important to keep a journal is because you need to journal your thoughts. Um, yes, me, I'm going to like, yes, me, I have an amazing support system now. I have friends who care about me and I have friends who I can talk to when I need help, when I need to like, when I really need to cry with someone, I have someone to stay on the phone. I have someone to come to my house and hug me. But at the same time, friends are not always going to be, and I'm not talking about like, oh yeah, you know, like uh, friends come and go. I'm talking about like, sometimes your friends are going to be busy. So therefore they won't be able to be there for you. Like sometimes they're going to be busy with some important shit that's going on in their life. So therefore they need to be, you know, taking care of that. And you need to get a journal. You, everybody needs a journal to just talk. Like sometimes there are certain thoughts that you're thinking to yourself and you're, you're feeling self-conscious to say it out loud. You're feeling self-conscious to, to vent about it to somebody else. If you know you can't vent to other people about what's going on in your life, write it down. And even if you don't want to journal, go on your notes app, make that share your journal, write it, write it, bro. Like writing is very necessary or like get on your phone, put the camera up, like start taking start making a video and just talk about everything that's going on like talk about what you want to talk about to other people like you want to vent to your friend but your friend can't text you right now write it down write everything down or just like um videotape it just do that a journal is very necessary because when you have ideas especially like when you have ideas and you have like things going in your head like when you have ideas business ideas and stuff like that write them down even if you're not gonna go through with them write them down just write everything down everything that goes in your head everything that goes through your head write it down stop keeping it bottling in stop keeping all these thoughts these emotions bottling in it's not healthy it really isn't and the our last conversation is how can confidence improve also why how confidence is stripped away from us within the black community a lot of us were raised especially like in school when say you had like a racist teacher a lot of us would be raised and would be like i want to be this or like i'll be like i want to be a writer i want to be an artist and your parents would be like no you can't draw or they'll just be like oh you know what um you need to be a doctor you need to have something that can actually provide you with a living they would that is how that's how you stripe confidence from your kid by telling your kid that they need to have this other job because this other job will not help them. It does, like, why? That's how you strive, like, let them figure that out for themselves. That's how you 
take striped confidence away from your kid by also how confidence is striped away is within the system itself when you go to school i remember like a lot of times where i would be seeing it on twitter where one of these um or a lot of times where i would read it from like um famous celebrities stuff where they'd be like oh yeah i remember like my teacher would be talking um and be like wouldn't believe in me my teacher would say that i wouldn't be nothing or also your parents telling you that you wouldn't be nothing. That is how you strip confidence away from your kid. That is how confidence is striped away from us. Because we, when we're raised, our parents tell us that we, like, they don't provide us with the confidence. They don't tell us, oh, yeah, like, when we get a 95, where's the other five? When we get a 91, where's the other nine? That's that's striping your kid's confidence. Because it's like you're making them feel like they're not enough. You're making them feel like the 91 isn't enough. You're making them feel like what they're doing right now isn't enough and there will never be enough. So as you grow up, when your parents tell you these things, where you're growing up and you're thinking these things, you feel like you're not enough. You feel like everything that you do, it will never be enough for your parents, but also for yourself. Because um, we see as kids, even though a lot of people be like, I don't care, I don't care. But as kids, we seek validation a lot from our parents because they're our parents. You know, they're the people who gave birth to us and we want to make them happy. But there has to be a time where you come to the conclusion that sometimes your parents just will never reach the same level of mentality as you. Sometimes your parents will never just provide you with what you want, you know? They will never provide you with that level of... They will never, like, provide you, you know, that apology that you're waiting on so bad. Sometimes you will not get it. And it's okay. You don't have to kill yourself. You don't have to, like... I don't mean, like, actually kill yourself, but you don't have to, like, literally just trample over yourself because you're not getting that apology. How about you apologize to yourself? Also, the apology to yourself thing. We're gonna go back to the confidence talk. Don't worry, I'm still remembering it. The ADHD is not is ADH is not ADHD right now. It's not, you know. Um, learn to learn to acknowledge that you're problem. That you're the problem sometimes. Learn to acknowledge that sometimes you're the fucking problem. Sometimes it is your fault that this happens. Sometimes, a lot of times, you know what? Sometimes other people, are, yeah, people are evil. People are shitty. People do things to us that they're not supposed to do. But other times, let's talk about the way you allow that person to be shitty to you. You know that person is being shitty to you, but yeah, you still allow them in your life. You know that person doesn't have anything good for you. You know that nigga be texting you at 11 p.m. every fucking night. He don't give a fuck about you. He just want to fuck. But you still allow him that. You're not blocked on it. No, you're still texting him. Yes, you want him so bad. Yes, you will. But does he want you the way you want him? I, one thing I told myself when I was around like third, four weeks of healing one month. Um, when I was like thinking about like, um, cutting people off and stuff like that. And I was like having like, you know, I have a lot of confidence now. I think about like literally to me, to myself, I'm the baddest bitch. I'm beautiful. I'm amazing. I'm I'm smart. I'm gorgeous. I have a lot of talents. I have a lot of skills. You know, I can be whoever the fuck I want to be. I just got to put my mind to it. That's how my confidence is now. But before when and when I was going and getting into that mentality of confidence, I had to ask myself does this person think about me the way I think about myself? Like, I think that I'm a bad bitch, you know, but does this friend think I'm a bad bitch? I think that I'm an I'm, I think I'm an amazing person, but do you think I'm an amazing person? 
stop being friends with people. Stop, you know, allowing people to be in your life when they don't think of yourself the same way you think of yourself. And I'm talking about positive-wise. If you're thinking about yourself negative ways, don't ask yourself if your friends are thinking, don't do that. But literally, why, yes, they're shitty. Yes, they treated you bad. But why did you allow them to treat you bad? I'm not saying it's your fault. It's not. But it kind of is. A lot of times, now, let me rephrase it because I feel like I said something wrong. Someone treating you shitty is not your fault because they're a shitty person. And they're, you know, some people are shitty and they're do, they're going to do shit what shitty people do. Shitty things. But you have to acknowledge when someone is shitty. As much as you love that person and you're scared to lose them and you want them in your life, you also have to acknowledge you have to take care of yourself. You have to love yourself. You have to make sure that you are okay. You have to make sure that you're amazing. You know, you have to give yourself love. But this person is not thinking about that. This person is not acknowledging the fact that you're okay. This person doesn't care about you. Why should you keep this person in your life when they don't give a fuck about you? Why should you keep this person in your life when they don't acknowledge your feelings? Like, you be texting him a whole paragraph and he be like, what you mean? He knows exactly what you mean. He's just fucking with you. Drop that nigga. Stop letting men who don't treat you good stop letting men who don't see you the way you see yourself especially when you're a bad woman when you're a badass fucking person bro like i don't mean like evil wise but i mean like you're listen you're beautiful as fuck and you out here letting that nigga with saggy jeans treat you bad are you serious that nigga can't dress and you let him treat you bad come on be for real but, uh, yeah, that is how, see that example that I just gave? I feel like that is how confidence can help improve life. The more you think of yourself as good, the more you think of yourself as amazing, the more you, like, your life gets improved. Because you're thinking to yourself, like, when you get into a mindset where you think, I deserve everything good, I want everything good, I deserve everything good, I deserve a good friend. You start to acknowledge when somebody is not being a good friend to you. You start to acknowledge that you're going to drop that person because they're not being a good friend. You're going to acknowledge that per- you're going to drop that person because they're not being the way you they're supposed to be. And I was saying this to um another one of my friends the other day and I was like when I'm like for a relationship or stuff like that, I the reason why I said I'm not going to get into a relationship with somebody is because well, with anybody, well, I'm I'm gonna get into a relationship. If it if it's meant to be, then it will it'll be. But the reason why I no longer entertain people like that is because, well, I have means. I'm I'm someone of a higher being. Like I'm amazing. I'm gorgeous as fuck. I have things that I can provide. But and I don't ask for much. But the same time is I don't like i forgot what i was going to say oh my god the adhd the adhd is actually adhd today guys damn okay but yeah i got it back okay but um i don't require much but i will never allow somebody to treat me bad like i'm never gonna allow somebody to be in my life when i know they can't provide me what i can provide for them when I require something from somebody, it's because I know that I can also give it to you. 
When I require this type of communication with you, it's because I know that I can provide you with that type of communication. When I require that type of love, when I require that type of, you know, support, it's because I know that I can give you the same thing that I'm asking. I, you can't, I'm not, I would never be asking for something I know that I can't be giving to you. I'm never going to be like, oh yeah, I want you to be obsessed with me when I know I can't be obsessed with you. Why would I be asking for that when I know I can't? I can't provide, I can't provide, I can't reciprocate your feelings. So therefore I'm not going to ask you. But if I know that I can reciprocate your feelings, I can reciprocate the things that you are bringing into my, like that I'm bringing into your life. Like, eh. but yeah, if I know that what I want from you, I can give to you what I want and you don't provide that, you're getting cut off. I can provide you with affection and love and you can't do that. That's if you can't provide me with things that I can provide myself, that's bad. Also, stop allowing niggas with bare minimums to come into your life. Stop allowing niggas who do the bare minimum shit. Okay? Stop allowing people who do the bare minimum shit into your life. If you can do it for yourself and they can do it for yourself, that is the bare minimum. You can get yourself flowers, they can get you flowers, that's the bare minimum. It isn't. It really isn't, actually. Flowers are really nice things. I would love some flowers. But if you... Let's forget the bare minimum talk because I really forgot what I was going to say about that one. But stop allowing people to come into your life when they can't provide you with that mental stability that you are providing for yourself. Like, say, for me, for example, I'm not going to be in a relationship. I'm not going to be talking to somebody who I know can't take care of my um can't take care of me emotionally the way I take care of myself emotionally. Can't make sure I'm okay the way I know I make sure I'm okay. Like I'm if I can make sure I'm okay, you know, some type of way, if I communicate with my own self some type of way, if I make sure if I tell myself I'm beautiful every day, why can't you tell me I'm beautiful every day? If I can do it, then why the fuck can't you? It's like, I'm not asking for a lot. I know that. You know, and sometimes, maybe, yeah, sometimes, maybe, okay, what I'm asking for is for a lot. But if I can do it, then why can't you? It's as if you're making it seem like I'm like, oh, yeah, you know what? Some people are yes, some people are stronger than the others. But if I can provide you with communication, you can also provide more communication. If I can do it, then you can do it. Because I promise you, when you see me in real life, I'm not that skinny, but I'm skinny. I'm not that, I'm not that tall, but I'm tall, you know, I can lift like a pack of water by myself, but also as emotionally, I'm a very emotional fragile, I'm very emotionally fragile, so I forgot what I was going to say, damn, that's fucking crazy, that's crazy, that's crazy how I be forgetting things, bro that is just crazy forgetting what i was going to say is crazy but yeah stop letting people into your life who can't provide you with what you know you can provide them if i know i can text you good morning every day if i know i can communicate with you every day um when i i'm going through something if i know i can text you i can always communicate with you i can be emotionally there for you I expect the same thing from you. If I what I can do from you is what you will do for me. Okay? I ain't gonna be here being with you and um 
you know, like being texting you every morning, looking like a damn fool, and you out here just responding me good afternoon at around 2 a.m. At around 2 p.m. We will not do that. We will not do that. This is not how we work. Also, also, before I end this conversation, stop healing people when you're not healed. Stop healing people when you're not healed. Stop healing people when you know you can't handle that burden. Stop offering people to vent to you when you when you're not okay. It's something that I had to learn, like where a lot of times people used to like come to me and be like, Oh my god, I really want to vent right now. I really want to talk about this. Oh yeah, I'm going through this and stuff like that. But I'm going through things myself. I can't be out here listening to you, you know, giving you advice and everything. When you you need advice, you come to me and I can't even give a, a, a damn advice to myself. Like I'm not okay emotionally, mentally, and I'm over here trying to make sure you're okay emotionally and mentally. We will not be doing that. We are healing, guys. We are healing. You know, there's a reason why the healing isn't there. I'm not trying to heal y'all because that's not my job. It's your job to heal your own self. My job is to. What is my job? Provide you with an experience, provide you with some advice, and help you get better. Well, actually, that is kind of healing, y'all. Isn't it? We're not going to get into that conversation. Let's not talk about it. But yeah. Also, um, within, before I leave, I feel like I should definitely share this with y'all because it's something that I've been thinking for a while. Um, even though I am healed, which, and you know, like, I feel like a, a lot of people will relate to this, even though I am healed. And, like, I'm doing okay mentally now. I'm doing amazing mentally now. And, you know, I now know how to do boundaries. And I now know how to, like, you know, be a, a extremely safe person mentally, emotionally, and physically. I struggle a lot with the loving thing. And, you know, yes, I'm young. You know, like, eh, it's not time yet. But I struggle a lot with receiving love. Not like receiving it, but I struggle a lot with like love itself. Like I'll like get into like a whole like talking stage with somebody and then I'll get to a place where I'm like I self-sabotage it because I I still sometimes have these thoughts where I don't feel deserving. Well I it, it hasn't been happening lately. But I don't feel like deserving of that type of thing. You know, like when I feel like so, like someone is too good for me, I'll just be like, oh, you know what? I don't feel like I deserve it, so therefore I'm going to self sabotage it. I used to do that a lot. I used to do, I used to self sabotage um, relationships, I just friendships because I felt like I wasn't deserving of them, that I wasn't worthy, that I wasn't, you know, okay with getting those type of feelings those type of you know blessings but occasionally i had to think and be like i'm an amazing person just because i've been through trauma doesn't mean i deserve like a lot of good things i do i do deserve a lot of good things but um i'm an amazing person and the love that i give i should be able to get back so practically what i'm what the point of this of me saying is this is when you are struggling with and you're thinking like you want to self-sabotage and stuff like that you're like i don't feel deserving of this i don't feel this and that think to yourself 
but what if I am deserving? You know, think to yourself, like, what if I do deserve that? What if I do get that? You know, what if I do give this a chance and it actually turns out amazing? Because I know I struggled with it a lot. Now, I can't, I can't definitely tell you if I'm, if I'm still struggling with it or not. Because I, I've healed in every corner except that corner. So, I don't know. I don't know myself if it's, like, something I can actually do. You know? Like, the whole, like, accepting love. Like, I can give love. But I struggle with receiving it. Like, I'll give you all, honestly, but I struggle a lot with simply receiving um, it. Well, actually, I can say no longer because, you know, I now receive love that I give to my friends, you know. I don't hate receiving, you know, affection from my friends. I used to hate when my friends would hug me. I would. I used to hate that. I used to. I used to just be like, don't touch me, bro and stuff like that but now i feel like hugs are a necessary part of my day like during the summer um how i tried to heal from it was i would give my hug my brother a hug every day like i i used to hate that i used to hate when my brother would touch me like literally the whole affectionate affectionate thing i used to hate that shit like a lot of people can tell you that if they if they um knew me from like stuff but yeah and a lot of times i also think to myself oh you know what um a lot of times I'm scared also because I generally I'm just like I know that I can love you and I know that maybe you can love me too but I am sometimes so scared of someone giving their love to me like I am just so scared of like someone putting their all into me and me disappointing them like I'm generally I'm afraid of that and I think I would say it's a fear of failure, but I I still struggle with that. I, I'm definitely going to admit it. I still struggle with that. Like some like when somebody trusts me a lot, when they provide me with all of that, I sometimes just go to into the type where I'm just thinking like, oh my god, if I hurt this person, I would not forgive myself. Like if I hurt this person, I would think about it literally the every day every night you know and it's something i think about a lot and i think to myself like oh yeah i can give you love and i can kind of receive it i can kind of accept you giving it to me too but a lot of times i am scared to receive love from other people because then i i'm scared to depend on other people Especially relationship-wise. Oh my god. Why am I talking about my problems like that anyway? But yeah. A lot of times, like, I struggle with, um... You know, I struggle with uh, receiving it. Receive Like, I can get it friendship-wise. Like, I love receiving help from my friends. I love when my friends give me things. And I love giving my friends things. I love, you know, supporting my friends and stuff like that. I love when I do that with my friends and I love them doing that. But when it comes to, like, an intimate relationship, I struggle with that. I struggle with that a lot. Because I'm just so scared of getting to that level with somebody. I'm scared of being at a point where I trust myself where I just lay myself back down like I just you know the whole like waking up in someone's arm and you know not having not a fear of danger 
I'm so scared of that. I'm scared of a romantic relationship itself. Mostly because I've never been properly into one. But yeah, I am scared of someone putting their all into me. Someone putting their all their time, you know, all their energy, you know, all these things and me just disappointing them. I guess you would say it's a fear of failure, but I'm extremely scared to disappoint someone who I'm not like intimate as in sex based, but intimate as in romantic wise based, you know? But I'm healing from it and, you know, I'm trying to be better from it, but I I can't truly heal from it unless I get out of my comfort zone and... I decide to give it a try. I don't know if I... I don't know when that's going to happen. Because, oof, I I don't know. But, yeah. Yeah. I'm healing from it. And the whole point of me telling you guys this is to understand that sometimes, even though you are healed in certain corners, there are other things that you will still struggle with. And that is completely okay. It's okay to, you know be oh it's okay to heal from trauma but still have trust issues it's okay to you know but what i'm saying is as i am healing and trying to be a better person for myself as i am trying to be a to you know you guys don't know (laughs) but as i am trying to be better as i am trying to make sure that i'm okay mentally as i'm trying to be better mentally physically and all that way i aspire i'm trying to literally i want everybody to do that i want everybody to try and be better for themselves as i'm trying to be better mentally i hope that you also get inspired to be better for yourself mentally i hope that you all know that you guys are beautiful you're gorgeous you're amazing and you all deserve love you all deserve affection you do not deserve anybody treating you like shit. You all deserve good things. So therefore, I hope you guys know that. I hope you guys try to heal from that. These thoughts of, oh yeah, I don't deserve that. Oh yeah, I'm ugly. I hope we all heal from that. Goodbye. Have a good day. I hope everybody have a good weekend. You know, have a good week. I hope everyone is having a good week. I, hope I, I know I'm not, but you know. Bye. Mwah.